Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So... You can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. I don't know if you want to hang out with your wing tucked in. (laughs) (laughs) What does that even mean? Like, well, the term is like hang out with your wing out, but I do not want your wing out while we hang. Wait, somebody says hang out with your wang out? Oh, wang or wing? No, wang, W-A-N-G. You're saying wang, the weirdest wang. Wang. I'm from the East Coast. You're like, oh, you guys want to go get some buffalo wangs? And some milk with my pillow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How are you, Meryl? I'm really good. This episode went better than I thought it was. Because I agree. I started off the morning. I went to that Hawaiian place that I love that with the coffee that we went to. Shut I up. You to. did? The expensive one? Yeah, they $5. Have like a, they, they have a $250 coffee. I know. I didn't but get that One kind. cup of coffee that's $250. Of course. stupid. I slummed it and I got the $5 right. cup. But you know how like, I chose the like high to medium to high caffeine, caffeine level? And I felt like this happened to us the last time we drank it is that I am like... I was like a hummingbird today. And then I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this podcast and sit still. Yeah. But then I feel like it made me like ADD alert in the way. of. No, like, I could tell there was something wrong with you. No. And I think our listeners will hear it. No, too. no, I don't no, think just, wrong. Just think about it as you're listening. As I listen, know that I'm like focused and actually listening to what our guest had to say for them. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love uh, our guest today. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was just so much fun just sitting and talking. He's wonderful. I love talking to to comedians because I feel like they have a really good understanding of well it's it's a lot about like living your life and then bringing those stories into your comedy right and uh, he's so personal so fantastic so today our guest is uh, the very funny comedian Zoltan Cassis and he is just awesome he is he's got um, gotten a lot of steam lately uh, with some of his YouTube videos um, he does a really good, um, if you're out there and you can check it out, we'll probably talk about it here in the show, but there's a YouTube video. I think it's from dry bar comedy. You can check that out on YouTube and it's clean comedy. He does this clean comedy set and it's really fantastic. And he has this bit about, uh, cats and dogs that hits so hard. It's got like 20 million views and you'll hear more about that from him. But beyond that, he just recorded a new, uh, a new special and mm-hmm. it's going to be on Spotify and it's going to be on think Sirius XM. I know we're proud of him and we've been trying to do this with him for a while and he yeah. travels so much. He that does. He it's travels very so cool much. to have him in yeah. town. So the very funny Zoltan is here today and we can't wait for you guys to hear all about it. Stay tuned. Come on kids now gather around Grab along and sit right down 
What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> the slide. What's that thing called? A slide? I was oh. doing a trombone. Oh, that was a trombone. That was bad. The, but no, the I'm trombone went... Yeah. <laughs> also, I feel like you're dressed like I've never seen you dressed like a like a tennis instructor before or something. I love it. <laughs> the score is love, love with us. In I've here, never seen his hair up. I'm, I'm, I, I was know, almost we're like, we're taking like, it all in like, here. Who's the who's this UPS guy coming up here on the, the porch here? You Jesus. look so like young and healthy right now. Like, I think I've yeah, only what's seen wrong you. with you. Yeah. You've only seen me unhealthy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just like on stage, just kind of like, you know, a, hair like, down. a very fixed glaze. Or glance, right. glazed, glazed yeah. over too. But like, yeah. I think right now you're very like you look like a camp counselor slash oh, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just, know which what? Is perfect. A, a pair of shorts, some white legs, and uh, <laughs> and a new T-shirt will make you look like. Uh, where are the canoes at? Yes. <laughs> Tell oh us gosh. where the canoes are. You are at. so like Austin, uh, our canoe instructor right now. Totally. <laughs> and then <laughs> for real. And I told Bo like right before yeah. you came here. By the time I heard of you, because of all of our mutual friends and stuff, yeah, you're yeah. already like, like like a high of comedian already yeah, like it's it, just it, time will do that yeah yeah i became like uh i became like an old guy before i was 30 <laughs> in comedy <laughs> because i started when i was 19 and and wow. so all the other people are younger and, and sometimes people refer to me as the old guy and they're older than me mm. just because <laughs> in comedy years maybe they'd been doing it less yeah so yeah i'm like this old wizard now yeah and, you're, <laughs> and you were from here so you started in yeah I, I started here in 2006 there's a place called the comedy co-op which isn't around anymore but it was an office building where off in Sereno Valley and the guy who started it wanted to be a comedian, but he got a bad vibe at the comedy store. So in the back of his law office, there was like a warehouse type thing. <laughs> oh, no. And he put a stage in there and put chairs. And that's where I got started. And it was awesome. Oh, my God. It wow. was like an illegal. It, it ended up becoming a thing. Like in the beginning, there wasn't that many people. And then towards the end of its run, it was packed because it was free. It was really? 18 and over. No IDs. BYOB. So it became like a booze fest. Like there were these kids from Escondido bringing in coolers of booze. <laughs> like it, it turned into this. But that's where I got my start, and I got so much stage time, and it was crazy. And then eventually the owner shut it down because he's like, this is illegal. (laughs) (laughs) It's straight up illegal. I'm I'm running a law office. I know. Yeah, he knows how illegal this is. And then once it started getting too popular, he's like, I got to shut this down before I get in trouble. But that's where I got my start. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm so excited to have a Hungarian friend, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me yeah. know what like dishes I can prepare next time. Oh, my goodness. Oh, some uh, Gul- my f- goulash? goulash is the popular one. I like it. All the all the Hungarian food, all the Eastern European food is very heavy because mm-hmm. it's peasant food. So mm. it's supposed to really fill you up on oh. one dish. You're mm. not supposed to have seconds. And you, trust me, you don't want to after you finish one. You're right. Like, right. I, I don't want to ever eat again. Like, give me that stew again. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah like. But my favorite is uh, palacintas, which is just it's crepes. But oh, I really? say that the Hungarians came up with it first, and their palachintas and the French ripped us off. Oh, <laughs> which I'm sure didn't happen, but that's my story. There's a famous uh, place back in Toledo, Ohio. I'm from Ohio, and uh-huh. it's called Tony Paco's, and they have Hungarian style hot dogs of all things. I don't and know like, what that is. I don't either. Okay. I'm trying to think like what makes it a Hungarian hot dog. Was like the owner Hungarian, maybe? and he's just like <laughs> Hungarian hot dogs? You know, <laughs> like I wonder so if it's gravy or like it has potatoes on it or no, something. No, no, it has chili on it. But oh, I mean, it's some paprika. They just sprinkled some paprika on it. The, uh, my mom wants to open a coffee shop, like her own coffee shop. And I go, what do you want to call it? She goes, uh, 
the Hungarian coffee shop. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to specialize in Hungarian coffee. And I'm like, I didn't know Hungarians Ooh, had a special coffee. I bet what's, I'd like it. What's special Hungarian coffee? And she goes, oh, it's just regular coffee, but I make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> kind of like the Hungarian uh, hot dog. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just a guy that hey, was Hungarian. Guy. These are the Hungarian styles. Are yeah. pierogies Hungarian? Or they're no, that's Polish. Oh, I okay. Okay. Uh, I like pierogies. Yeah, Keep so asking questions. I love when you show, show things like this. Oh, because... <laughs> I yeah. managed to insult somehow the entire yeah. world. While what did I you say? It. What was that one thing? Oh, you said? I thought Dubai was in the United States for a while. <laughs> you thought Dubai? <laughs> yes. Was in the United States. Dubai for a while was the only state I haven't visited. Where <laughs> <laughs> like I would be like uh, Alaska and Dubai have been like the only United States. Did I you? Th- or did you think it was in the continental United States? Or no, I thought it went thought like, it was Hawaii, like Hawaii, Alaska, Dubai. Hilarious. Yes, and I, I thought know. it was like the Emirates. Of United States is Dubai. Oh, maybe you thought I'm trying to be on your side here. Oh, maybe you thought it was like a territory, like Puerto Rico, or did you think it was the 51st? I'll say yes for you to help. Don't give her the answer. She will definitely agree with you. Right now, he's pushing my canoe into the lake (laughs) for me. (laughs) It's gonna be fine. Your parents' divorce is not your fault. As I shove your canoe, enjoy the waters, man. So you're a stand-up comedian, clearly, yeah. obviously, yeah. You've I got try. a you 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 got a pretty big uh, viral hit there, because um, I was yeah. looking on Facebook. Uh, this is probably a year ago, I, I would imagine, and I saw this bit you did about uh, cats and dogs, mm-hmm. and it was posted by somebody from Florida that I knew, and I was like, whoa, wait, because you know, expect somebody in town to be like, oh, this is my friend, blah blah. Right. blah. But I was like, wait a minute, how did you find this? Yeah. You know, and it was uh, I looked at how many views it was like thousands upon thousands of views like in the hundreds of thousands yeah and i was like holy shit so now that clip is up to 20 million what oh my god yeah it's crazy that's awesome i was gonna say i shared it but i shared it in a way not of like i know this guy like i wanted to be like go zoltan like i didn't want to be like i'm sharing this because like i'm no you know how people sometimes when someone does really well everyone then like clamors for like how they're attached to that person right like and then they make it about themselves like my right friend, yeah. like i yeah. had a bagel in the same place that he did so my like, favorite thing is uh this person's birthday and it's so special and then they post a picture that they're also in <laughs> yeah. it's like oh way to make this kind of about you huh? <laughs> yeah that's how i feel about father's day they're always like they're always like oh happy father's day to the best father like he's not on that he's yeah, not yeah. on instagram he's not on social media yeah, just he's picture. never gonna get this message <laughs> ever this is about you this is about you yeah. but we have yeah. to like prove our like worth yeah. of like this is someone doing worthy things and this so like year, I, I know them this yeah. past year on father's day i just posted a, a picture of someone else's dad and i'm like this is a father he's not <laughs> mine but i have one and i just want to make sure i'm included in this whole thing here's a dad <laughs> it's such a everyone's just putting themselves over so much yeah uh, it's disgusting, but the views. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like back to my twenty million. million. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> back to putting myself over. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that I, I, what that came from is last June, I filmed uh, a forty-minute clean, uh, you know, little special for a company called Dry Bar Comedy, which is a Mormon company okay. in Provo, Utah, that started uh, like a Mormon Netflix. Oh. And their whole angle was to filter out bad words out of movies. Oh, hmm. oh my gosh. So Mor- Mormons could watch. But then they got in trouble because that goes against copyright laws. So they uh. had like a million subscribers, but no content to give them. Oh. So they quickly started filming these clean comedy specials, mine being one of them. And then uh, they, you know, obviously took clips to promote them. And a few of the clips got, you know, went pretty viral. Mine yeah. being one of them, the cat joke thing. And then some other comics as well with their bits. And uh, but yeah, I remember that day because my Facebook like page had like fifteen hundred likes, 
before that thing, and now it's like at 40,000 likes. And It's all I Mormons. Ju- <laughs> it's all Mormons. <laughs> it's all just like, we see you drinking coffee. <laughs> it's not just more. It's crazy cat ladies. Cause yeah. Oh, the, that's right. They you gotta love understand. it. Yeah, cats and the internet go together like yes. you know, peanut butter and jelly. So <laughs> uh, it's it's a bunch of crazy cat ladies. They message me. Like, I remember the day I kept getting all these follows on Instagram. And I was like, oh, these are probably like bots. You know, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. every oh, time yeah. like there's like a wave of bots yes. that come yeah. through. It's okay, like horny Angela. Like, right, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see Look you. at my web, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I started clicking on the profiles and I was like, man, they're doing a really good job covering these bots up. Like, like yeah. <laughs> this looks like a real person. <laughs> yeah. This bot is vacationing. And yeah. like, <laughs> She's got a lot of cats, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is bizarre. And then after a while, then I realized like that the video was going. But I'm like, oh, these are real people. That's and awesome. they're starting to follow. So it was interesting because I had been doing comedy at the time for 10 years. And this was like the first year that, you know, people started giving a shit. So yeah. it was like, it was nice. I was ready. That's so <laughs> cool. I'm like, I'm prepared. Here, and come yeah. on is it tough for you to kind of to create? Did you go through your original material and then like make it all clean? Or did you said you wrote all new? Well, for that, that for the one for dry bar, it was kind of like a best of. Uh-huh. Of all my years of clean stuff, because you know it wasn't just clean; it was Mormon clean. So it wasn't just don't cuss. It was like don't make any reference to anything sexual. Don't make any references to genitals. Don't don't say, uh, oh geez, like Uh-oh. in between lines. Like it it was like very. I, I ran a couple jokes by them that I had done for uh, a church gig. It was a Christian church. It was for their Valentine's Day show, and one of the jokes they're like, you can't do that one on this. So it was like even more clean than Christian clean. So oh does that take the wind out of your sails a little bit to no. be like, uh, like showing the jokes to the client before and then them approving them? I mean, it's weird. I don't like doing it, but I mean, it's easier when I can just send clips. Yeah, I don't want to actually you, 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 like you, tell them. The yeah, I'm like, no. right. it's <laughs> like you go into an office, like in, yeah. in a room, like okay, go ahead. Pitch You're it. like next up Pitch potato it. salad, right. and they're like, nope, <laughs> too racy. Yeah, I once had, uh, I, I canceled a college gig once. I was supposed to do Leslie University, this uh, women's all women's school, and then they were like, for some reason, they got concerned about my material, really? and so my agent was trying to save the gig because they're just in it for their ten percent. And uh, I remember I was in the email thread and she wrote an email that said, oh, well, if you want, he'd be willing to uh, do his material for you over the phone so you can approve it. And I wrote, no, I won't. That is so No, I will not. No, that's I will just not go. How about I just don't go? Right. And then they just sent somebody else. And I'm like, that's That would be like asking a band to basically, like you perform a concert like on FaceTime someone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. God, no. I almost think it probably makes you a better comic all around because it like forces you to kind of think out of the box and it makes you not right. lazy. And like, I think that's probably, a that's really why good I don't exercise. mind all like the uh, political correctness that's coming around uh-huh. because you can still do all the same jokes. You just have to be creative in the wording Yeah, and you can just trick people. And yeah. that's the best part when you trick these doofuses and I'm not, that's <laughs> not a political view of like uh, people for political correctness or not. That's you can make fun of any, side or any agenda you just have to be creative with the wording and those dummies don't know the difference yeah <laughs> I mean, dummies be, they are they're all dumb well i think yeah. they said it's like uh dumb people are the best people to make fun of because what are they gonna do stand up and go hey i'm dumb yeah, yeah like, don't say that i'm yeah. dumb <laughs> especially if you make it funny enough and then they laugh and it's kind of like <laughs> oh oh did he just crap on me <laughs> yes i did i feel like uh gaffigan and regan do a really good job of uh yeah. taking somewhat edgy stuff and then being so creative in their cleanness yeah you know you end up using getting to use different words so 
I started going towards more of a clean angle last year for my recording of the CD I did last year, Uncle mm-hmm. McFat Fat, because mm-hmm. I was getting ready for it. And then I was putting like the jokes together and a little format deal. So like, oh, this, 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 and this. And then at the end, I was like, I think I can do all of these jokes without saying one cuss word. Yeah. And then so I'm like, I'm going to try that. So I did it. And I think one track I said shit or, or ass or like something that wasn't even that bad. Yeah. But other than that, it yeah. was all clean. And then afterwards, a comic came up. He's like, were you trying to do that all clean? I was like, I was because I was like, I think I can. Mm-hmm. And I did it. So now I'm just trying to push yeah. more towards that. Well, I it's funny that. as you were talking about it right now, I was thinking about I saw your your show last night. You were recording a new CD. What's the name of that going to be? I think I'm going to call it uh, 10,000 Pesos. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. I like the, the reference. Yeah. Um, which you'll know when you see the stand-up routine. But you have like a zen quality, I feel like, when you're on stage. I've heard that before. It's like very I've, ha- like I've had people come up to me saying, uh, not necessarily saying I'm funny, which is my favorite part when people come up <laughs> after a show. And they don't, I love it when they don't tell me I'm funny. They just go, I really liked your voice. You have a good <laughs> speaking voice. And I'm like, all right, what do you think of the jokes? Yeah, your voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you've mastered hand gestures very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. have a you do have a great voice and and anyone listening is going to know that, but it's like I don't know it almost I don't know why I think this, but yeah. like it's like a rubber puppet like watching a rubber puppet <laughs> talk. There's no like nothing's hard. Everything's kind of soft on the edges as yeah. as you start and finish a sentence. It's like wow. Yeah. It's just yeah. I I my voice is my voice and my tone has been described as a low drone. I, it yeah. calms me like yeah. yeah. It, which yeah. sounds like when I first heard when uh, someone told me that I was like, "Oh, that's pretty disrespectful." <laughs> but she meant it in like a very positive way. She's like, "No, I like it. It's like yeah. this low drone and yeah. and it's relaxing and I could play it during yoga. I've heard that. And I was like, all right. That'd be funny if someone did go to yoga and it's just your routine. Oh my gosh, you should do like, like a yoga a CD of comedy. It's like, that would be actually a good... That's. I, I guess that's going to be my corner to market. It's like, you know, some comedians really want to punch you in the face with, right. their, yeah. with their stuff. And it's yeah. like, oh, I'm so outrageous and I got all these viewpoints. And, and me, I'm just going to come in like smooth jazz. <laughs> you are, yes. It's like a calm control. Yeah. And, I imagine does that do you think that lowers like do you get a lot of hecklers or not really or that has actually taken away a lot of hecklers. Yeah, because I was gonna say like I feel like once you're calm and kind of because they don't know yeah. when to jump in and they're right. like, what would I be attacking? Right. Yeah. And then when they do, I just uh, I take them away with even more calmness. Like yeah. uh, like I did a set uh, Thursday at the Madhouse and uh, they weren't heckling, but there was an older couple just talking, having a full-on conversation. I'm like, yeah. oh, what is it? Do you have a question? <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, we weren't talking uh, to you. We're, we're just talking during <laughs> your yeah, set. And, and I was like, that's not how this works at all. Yeah. And I was like, this, that's not, stop. That's not how this works. And uh, they went, oh, okay. And I that st- was it. I <laughs> still, yeah, I still don't understand that. Uh, listen, maybe in the 70s, or 80s people hadn't gone to comedy clubs they didn't understand yet it was just the rise of that new comedy club scene in the yeah. 70s and 80s yeah. but guys it's 2018 right y- y- you don't fucking talk in comedy you, shows you guys had a heckler oh at the last trip. i missed it because i had to go home for a flight the it is actually morning. a pretty good story because can you talk about yeah, it yeah well i'm gonna talk okay, yeah yeah nice. So we, the headliner, um, Kurt Metzger, Kurt Metzger, yeah. who has, you know, he can be abrasive, you mm-hmm. know, and he's got a following of haters as much as he does lovers. But um, he was doing a set. I'm across the room. And my job in these shows is to just make sure everything's going good, make right. sure the comedians have what they need. And I'm standing across the room and I hear a little bit of like a little chatter. And I'm like, OK, who's this person? There's a table for two ladies, two men. 
a little bit older, I would say in their late forties to fifties. And, um, I hear this guy turn around, I'm watching and the guy in front of them at another table turns around and says, Hey, can you guys just be quiet? Right. And then the woman really loudly as the, as Kurt Metzger is up on stage, she goes, Oh, I'm sorry. Am I bothering the unfunny? <gasps> and I was just oh like, I put on the engines. I was like, and I went across the room. I went right up to her. I'm like, hey, ma'am, no, you got to keep it down, please. No talking. Just let the comedian do their thing. I turn around to walk away, and she slips She lips off to me, and I'm like, okay, and I spin right back around and go behind her, and I'm just waiting. And as I do that, Kurt Metzger picks it up, and he's just like, uh, is there a problem over there, guys? You know, and then the woman says something, then the, the woman's man, who's this like kind of a bigger dude, like a God. wide dude, he says something, and then... Kurt Metzger starts to go like, yeah, this is, this is not how you do it, you know? Yeah. So then I put my hand. I'm waiting because I'm kind of letting the comedian take right. care of the situation because he may turn this into a very funny moment. Right. And everyone's happy and we can move on, right? Yeah. But instead, <laughs> I think Kurt Metzger turned up the heat a bit on him. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then the man felt like he had to protect his lady. Yeah. And then I put my hand on the guy's shoulder. I'm like, hey, we're not going to do this. I'm going to go ahead and let you guys step out. I'll give you your money back. It's no problem. We just yeah. don't want this, right? Yeah. The guy goes, <laughs> he looks back at Kurt Metzger and he goes, hey, uh, can I talk to you? <laughs> now, this is in the middle, in the middle of, of this is the middle of a comedian set in a room of 200 people, 150 yeah. to 200 people. And he just goes, can I talk to you? And I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do? Okay, so now we're about to fight. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> essentially what's happening. Well, what's the rest of the audience doing? Like, and they're all just looking. Like, yeah, yeah, some are laughing out. and some yeah. are like weirded Nervous, out. Nervous, yeah. And I'm right there. And then the guy stands up. And I'm not fucking kidding you. Like, I'm six foot tall. And he stood up. He was at least six, eight to seven feet tall. Good and he Lord. was massive. And I'm like, oh. It was like in a movie when the monster stands up. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, you I'm up, fucked. Like, yeah. And I was just like, oh, dude, we do not want to do this. It's not that kind of show. Like, we got to get you out of here. I'm yeah. so sorry, but just step outside with me. Let's get your money. It's no problem. And then Kurt Metzger was really making it hard for me because he's just hammering him. Yeah. He's like, yeah, let's talk about it, son of a bitch. You know, or oh something like that. Oh, my gosh. And, I, and I'm, I'm very much like, I don't remember what he said. I just remember being there going like, please, no, Kurt, please yeah, yeah, don't yeah. do this to me. <laughs> You're the you casualty, know? yeah. But I, I escorted the people out, and they were actually super calm. I got them their money, and oh, then... Yeah. Give them two Rift City but stickers. It, it, but it's like it's like <laughs> this. It's like if you're gonna come to a show and you feel like that's an okay thing to do, yeah, start heckle or say something like "Oh my, uh, bothering the unfunny." It's like you got to get out of there. You're not supposed to be here. The the problem is it's twofold. There's people like that who I just think they don't have any class. Yeah. But then there's like this other side where there's so many videos on YouTube that have gone viral of like mm. comedian destroys, yeah, eviscerates, yeah, uh, heckler, and yeah. then so I think people see that and they go, "Oh, let's create that moment here." And it's like, and then now they think in their head that comedians like that. Yeah. It's like, no, I was just able to handle the situation because I've been doing this for a while. Right. Yeah. So I know how to be funny, even though you're being a jerk. Yeah. It doesn't mean I want that. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's doesn't not mean I want Yours would be like, all. comedian continues with cat premises yeah. of his jokes. I, I like, mean, maybe if more times it just didn't work. Yeah. And yeah. Maybe if we as a society got together 
And if we're ever at a comedy show and someone starts heckling, we, we all just start crying. Yeah. Just <laughs> sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> like enough of those videos will get out there and people are like, we got to stop doing See, this. See, I don't go to most shows because I'm already doing that like at home. Yeah, so I, I need to actually yeah. I bring myself to a show to do that. Everyone <laughs> just starts breaking down crying. Oh my God. <laughs> but audience and comedian alike. Yeah. And then eventually people will be like, I don't think we should, I don't think we should yeah. talk during a show. Well, I always I'm use down. the, I mean, I wish uh, the, the wrong people hear this, but it's like, you don't go to a rock show and say, oh, man, I want to play that guitar. Let me get up on stage and do right. that. It's like it's not your business. Go and right. enjoy the person that you're going to see right. and let them have their time. Let them create that space. Well, the, the problem with music is like uh, when you watch someone like a really good band. Yeah. I always go, I can't do that. Right. Look how good they are mm-hmm. playing guitar and singing and playing drums and all that stuff. Right. But when people see like a, a comedian that's good at what they do. Uh, the whole point of making it look good is like making it look easy. Yeah. And you're like, shit, I can do that. Yeah. And it's like, no, you can't. I mean, you can maybe one day, but not yeah. now. But yeah. this is, when someone else is on stage, it's not your show. No. So just let them do their thing. Right. Your, your no, job absolutely. is to uh, soak it in, enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, that's fine. Yeah, that's okay if it's not your comedy. You know what I mean? It's like. Comedy is one of those things where it's like, they just, sometimes people just feel like if they don't like it, they can tell you immediately. Yeah. Do you get that? Do you get people besides? Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, uh, not so much now. I used to be really aggressive with hecklers, which I learned was not good. Because I, you know, and it, what it was is I was being defensive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I've talked to younger comics. Uh, I won't say any names, but some people just lose their cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, and just yell at people. And I, I've had messages with them and talked to them. I'm like, dude, I get it. I've been there. But the thing is. Once you do that, you can't go back yeah. to being cool hand Luke and go back to your set. Right. You lost you lost the room in a yeah, sense. Not only did you like it was like it's like when dad yells at the dinner table and then he goes back, so how was your day, honey? Like, yeah. no, you're a lunatic. Yeah. You just yeah. threw the peas at everybody. <laughs> uh, so because I've done that. J- Jeff Billado can tell you stories. He once had to follow me twice after I lost my shit on an audience member. One time I yelled at a guy out of pure like foaming at the mouth anger. I said, as he's leaving, I said, I will stick this microphone up your ass, and we are going to hear the echoes of Dick's past. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good, though. I know. It was the best thing I've ever said on the spur of any moment, and it came from pure hatred and anger, and then I... I finished and then I brought up Jeff and Jeff's like, again, yeah. I, <laughs> I had lost my shit the week before. And I'm like, I'm sorry, dude, that guy got to me. And, uh, but now that I go up with like this more cav, like very relaxed attitude. And I think that comes from just doing this long enough to where I'm very comfortable. Yeah. Or pretend to be, uh, um, there's less of that. Yeah. And now I can just go, yeah, that's not how this is done. I've been wanting to do this. Next time I have like a mean heckler. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go, yeah, come on, man, this isn't you. What's wrong? Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that actually. We've talked about that before yeah. with road yeah. rage of yeah. like instead of we just all stop beeping at each other, if we just pulled over and said like, <laughs> like tell me your mom like was yeah. just diagnosed yeah. with what like or, yeah, you yeah. Know, just Let, let's talk about what's going yeah, on today. Yeah, yeah, the problem yeah. is if you pulling over is a very aggressive move. Oh, that's yeah, that's usually when people start grabbing each other by the collar and popping it. Right. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. So. Yeah. Now I can't stop thinking about dicks echoing like in my <laughs> yeah. own sphincter. It was a Christmas <laughs> reference. Uh, the uh, you know the uh, ghost of Christmas past, yeah. the so echoes the of Dick's oh, past. Oh, I love yeah, this yeah, brilliant. Yeah. That's like I think <laughs> I had just watched um uh what's the Ebenezer Scrooge story, uh whatever that that is. Chris, yeah, Christmas night, Christmas Carol, whatever, Chris, uh, whatever Christmas that was. Christmas Carol, right? Yeah, I think that oh, was. We're uh, idiots. So that theme was in my head. Yeah, and then I was yelling at him. <laughs> it might have been during the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when this was. <laughs> 
and that's where that line came from. But yeah. No, did what? you? Oh god. Oh, I know. This is so usually. I know. We're just I'm really. Like, I'm actually. I'm like. I'm like a tiger yeah. in the weeds. I'm just like ready. <laughs> usually, I'm just like you go. <laughs> like, for real, you go. Okay. Well, Please. Oh, ladies first. Thank yeah. you. That's so sweet. Um. Okay. So two questions. Number sure. one. Oh damn it. Have you had? Did you have like a full time job before? Like, have you? Oh sure. Okay. So what was your actual like job job before? I had a lot of different jobs. My last real job, I left three four years ago. Uh, three years ago, and then I've been doing comedy full time since then. But uh, I worked at a mechanic shop at my best friend's dad's mechanic shop. I worked in the office, like doing their bookkeeping, answering phones, oh. writing up invoices, you know, like errands and stuff. And he was cool because I was like on the road a lot, but it wasn't just enough. Like it was one of those where like I was just not making just enough money to live. Yeah. So it was like that. Imp- so I could have not had a regular job. You were job. not making enough money to live or you were right. just. I, w- I was like just a oh, little yeah, bit Oh, yeah. You could away. like pay rent and yeah. you can't like pay for gas. And, right. Yeah. It was just so close. But I was gone so much. There was no job that would have been put up with how much I was gone. Right. But he was cool because it was a family friend. So I would be gone for weeks or a month at a time. And I'd still have a job there waiting for me, which no other job would yeah. put up with. Right, right. So I was really lucky. He helped me out a lot with that. But that was my last uh, real job. And when you were gone at that time, when you traveled, were you just working upon what you were making for shows? Like if it yeah. costs, so pretty much you could squeak by with like their travel costs had to match exactly. What yeah, I was, was breaking even in. a lot of times because I was featuring uh, featuring. That's the spot right before the headliner. And uh, it's a good spot and it's a hard spot to get. But it's not it's not a living wage. Right. anymore it used to be back in the 80s but uh now it's the pay's really gone down and um really only the headliners making money to live do you think that's um due to oversaturation uh, like the, the <laughs> fact the internet does show that comedian is a is a profession that's I, th- I think it's due to a lot of things one of them is comedy clubs realize that they've been lowering the pay and they're still getting good comics yeah and they're like well why would we pay more why then? would we raise the pay yeah so it's kind of our fault it's it's that happens anytime when they find out that you want to do this for a living. That's, they do that to airline pilots. They I, do that I, to artists. Honestly, we get yeah, that artists, all the time. But like I, I read an article about airline pilots, like first year air, uh, pilots, uh, eighteen thousand a year. Jeez. Oh my gosh. Because See, they know even... you want to fly. Yeah, that's and true. And so they're like, well, oh, you really want to fly and you need to get a job? Well, we'll pay you like crap. And then eventually you end up making more money. But the first yeah. few years, you're getting paid trash. Right. So, uh, and they do that with anything. Anytime you want to do the job, they're not going to oh, pay yeah, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I worked right. in music for like a million yeah. years and I feel like. You got to scrounge. I almost felt like with the first couple of years, I almost had to like pay. I was losing money to even just have that job because yeah. of how little I made. Absolutely. And so did you. When you are, uh, like, when you do have a viral thing, like your video, does that change then? Like, the amount of your featuring or headlining? Like, yeah, I mean, it's uh, so I'm in this weird stage because I don't know what to ask for. Because, mm. like, I did this club in Spokane, Washington on a what should have been a bad weekend because it was the weekend before Christmas. Okay. And the video had been viral for like two months at that point. And we didn't, we had great crowds all weekend. We, had, we, did, we did five shows. We didn't have an audience smaller than 200. Wow. wow. And they were all there from the camp video. Wow. All my audiences looked like a knitting circle. It was like <laughs> hilarious. It was like just cardigans everywhere. Oh it my was gosh, so, that's so funny. funny. Knitted scarves. Oh, all women. It was, uh, it was funny. It was not what I was expecting as far as success goes when I started in open mics, but I was like, I'll take whatever. I don't the care. The cat this lady is, tour. That'd be it was so amazing. Cat, it was all cat ladies. They were lovely. They were a great audience. Yeah. I'm not knocking them, but it was just funny to look at. I was like, <laughs> this is great. Uh, but I was like, I, I got paid a set rate. 
And I was like, I should have probably gotten like a door deal and yeah. made some real money, but I didn't know. So yeah. now I'm in that situation where I guess I got to, I'm a terrible businessman, but I guess I got to ask and then set right. up a thing, like do more like what I did at the Madhouse last night where I just kept the whole door, but do that at more places. Sultan, can you explain for our listeners sure. exactly how it works for someone to get a door deal as opposed to just getting a flat fee? Because I don't think that's something that people okay. usually um, know. Well, usually, all right, so if you're a comedian like me, or I, okay, like if you're an unknown comedian, but you're good at what you do, a club will pay you a flat rate. Now, that will range between 1000 to $2,000, maybe a little less, maybe a little more, depending on the club. And that's just what they're going to pay you. For and the weekend? or For, for the week. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So for four shows, six shows, whatever it ends okay. up being. Oh, yeah, because it's usually an early and a late. Right? Yeah. Usually, a lot of times it'll be like a Thursday and a Sunday, then two Friday, two Saturday. Okay. Uh, or less, depending on the club. But um, so that that's your set rate. And then they don't care really how many people. I mean, they care how many people are coming to see you, but really they're not expecting you to fill the place. They're just expecting a quality comedian. They might give away free tickets or they might do something to fill up the club. Right. And then when you start, you know, asking for a door deal, you know, there's all different kinds of door deals. You know, maybe you get 20 percent or half the door or whatever. So that's 20 percent uh, of every ticket sold. Yeah. Yeah. 20 percent of every ticket sold. And then, uh, so last night at the Madhouse, I kept the entire door, and then they kept food and drinks. Oh, nice. And they were happy because, you know, we had a good number of people in there for a Sunday. And yeah. uh, so they sold a lot of drinks and a lot of food and stuff. And I did well because I got to keep, you know, I was only, it was only 10 bucks a ticket, but there was a good amount of people in there. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, and that's kind of how it okay, breaks down. Okay, great. Thank and, you. And do yeah. they also usually provide you with, like, a hotel room, or you're on your own for that? Uh, sometimes it's a lot of times they give you a hotel room and sometimes they'll just give you money to get your own. Oh, good. Are yeah. you have you had any like super weird experiences with hotels that you've seen? I had at a or? weird one in Tacoma because uh, Tacoma, they put me in a really nice hotel. It's called the Murano. And but the hotel is very sexual. I talked <laughs> about it on stage. <laughs> I, it, like, I've never heard of that. Like the it's a very se- like, the, you know, little do not disturb placards. Yeah. They didn't say do not disturb. They said all tied up. No. <laughs> that's what it said. <laughs> and they just put lonely comedian i mean the club over there is really nice and the owners are really nice so they're trying to show us you know like we're going to put you in the best hotel in this town which is very nice of them and it is a beautiful hotel but it's also like i think a hotel where you know getaway hotel like, like, yeah. yeah you know yeah. couples are having a nice weekend yeah, fuck city yeah fuck city and uh uh so yeah and in the in the room they had a his and hers like sex boxes like a little accoutrement uh for sexing uh and i've made a joke about them because they had a male the mailbox uh they called it a male intimacy box and so on stage i was going like what's in the male intimacy box (laughs) is it just a handwritten letter from my dad who left like (laughs) 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 just like sorry don't let my abandonment stop you from opening your heart it's like car keys to drive away like and never come back or something like that when i think of male intimacy yeah it was bizarre so like everyone was having sex in that hotel except for me i was i know it's fine i was just in there eating seven dollar gummy bears (laughs) did you open the female intimacy box just to see no Oh, wow. I didn't know those boxes were 28 bucks a piece. Oh, yeah. Oh so I, did, I have no idea what was in them. What I, I hate about the hotel things now, it's like they're expensive, but then you're curious about them. But then if you yeah. pick them up, it knows that you've picked it up and it automatically charges you. Oh, God. Yeah. That's like all the Vegas hotels like, oh, here's this bottle of water, but it's got a spring on it. And as soon as you uh, just like, you just got you charged like, oh, man, I just wanted to see what was in this. You that's know? funny. It's awful. I did th- they had the uh, snack bar there. 
and I, as soon as I got into the room, I'm like, you're not eating those snacks. You know they're overpriced. Mm-hmm. And I made it about 20 minutes. <laughs> and you did? I was digging into the gummy bears. I had a sack of... And then once that Pandora's box was open, I was just like, oh, what's up with these, uh, what's up with these beef jerky? So I'm <laughs> yeah. like, $8 beef jerky. And all, just, all the snacks were like oysters, like all yeah. the aphrodisiacs. Uh, <laughs> 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 just like, sna- or I guess snails aren't really aphrodisiacs. To me, they are, yeah. Yeah, whatever yeah. the uh, boner foods are. They had oh, all yeah. the boner foods there. Oh, <laughs> boner foods. Um, I've got a question about like, sure. have you had a really just an awful experience all around when traveling with comedy? Uh, from a travel experience? Sure, many times. One time I took a Greyhound bus uh, <laughs> from Portland to Medford. Now, Medford is in the s- most southern part of Oregon. It's pretty much northern California. And Portland's further north. It's a seven-hour uh, bus ride. And I'd never taken a Greyhound before. And I was like, oh, it's cheaper than renting a car. Yeah. Why not? Oh my and someone else does the driving. Yeah, someone yeah. else does the driving. I've heard bad stories yeah. about people on Greyhounds, but whatever. It's time to... F- it's time for an experience. Right. Yeah. And I was also in the Pacific Northwest where people use more of that yeah. modes of transit. Yeah, it's, it's cool not like to I'm take in buses. Or, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So I hop on and the first stop south of Portland. So our first stop going south was in Willamette or Willamette, I don't know, however they pronounce it. And it's in front of the state prison. <laughs> and two, I'm not making this up, two prisoners got on that had just been let out of prison and they had clear plastic bags with their belongings. Shut up. And uh, I know they were prisoners because they were proud of it. They started hitting on this girl across the aisle going, we just got out of prison. (laughs) Both of them, like not at the Roxbury. And she was just over there like, oh, that's great. And I'm like, I will not help you. Like I was was making (laughs) You are on your own, girl. Yeah, you are on your, you are cute, but boy, am I not helping you. Uh, And so I was behind them. They picked the row right in front of me and I was just like, they're going to know I have an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They're going to know by looking at me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 my backpack was too new. Like, oh, my you gosh. Know, oh, man. Everyone else was really weathered. And, uh, oh. it, and yeah. And that was a pretty rough one. You also You're just like, I'm like, just here for the adventure. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you look like you also have an expensive water bottle, like a thermo oh, yeah. flak or pack or whatever. Yeah. With you, Nalgene you're like, or something. Yeah. 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 I feel this like guy, your water bottles this are This guy's like, wearing all his Christmas gifts. <laughs> look <Yeah>. at him. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get him. Uh, but yeah. The worst. First one ever was in Billings, Montana. I went there with Bijan yeah. Mostafavi. Uh, we were booked by a guy named Crank Williams. Oh, no. that's the name he decided to go by. I, I don't know. If I, yeah, yeah. That seems you bad. have to be on drugs well, all the, the time. If the only names. reason I decided to go is because Bijan had gone before, and he goes, "I know it seems crazy, but the shows were really good, uh, and he paid us really well." And I was like, "Okay, I'll go." Yeah. So he booked our flights and. He booked us the. I've never had two layovers before, <laughs> so instead of flying from he flew like back and forth, yeah, <laughs> instead of flying like from San Diego to a hub to Billings, he yeah. flew us from San Diego to San Francisco to Denver to Billings. Oh my gosh! And we missed our connection in Denver because there was weather in San Francisco. Oh. And guess what? There's not a lot of flights going to Billings, so we had to wait ten hours at the Denver oh airport. Oh my gosh! And then by the time we got on our flight, we land in Billings, and this is the first airport where there weren't cabs out front. I'd never been to an airport <laughs> where there isn't a line of cabs oh, yeah, waiting yeah, yeah. to take you somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, so I, have, I had to like call Yellow Cab, and I'm like, hey, can I get a cab? And they're like, where are you? I'm like, at the airport. Yeah, yeah. Why, why aren't you? Why here? aren't you guys here? <laughs> you're like, you, this must be a mistake. This if you're is here, the one like, place you're supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. 
And then so we get in, and this is like the, uh, my first Uber pool through a taxi. Oh, my gosh. So we get in, and she's not going. And I'm like, yeah, can you take us to this brewery? That's where the show is. And she's like, oh, yeah, we're waiting for two more parties. And I'm like, what? And then a guy got in the front, and then, like, another girl got in the back with us. And we had to drop them off at their <laughs> houses first. <laughs> no. Before, I'm not making this up. Me and this other comic, Bijan had already it took a, an earlier flight, Bijan's so he's like, already Bye, there. I'll see you. And then we got to the, we ended up getting to the venue and this was not good. Like whatever good experience Bijan had the first time he hit, this was no longer that. Was it like a small, <laughs> like a hole in the wall kind of like it a was dive a, bar? Or? It was a brewery with the venue oh. attached. So oh, it, it okay. should have been fine. Um, but like, I guess this guy Crank had a partner who did all the real work and they had a falling out. Oh. So now there was no longer a connection to all the radio stations. Oh. Everything was gone. So the... We made it in time for what was supposed to be the late show. There was no late show. And Bijan's drunk and high, and this guy Crank is exactly what you would expect. He was a big, like, over... Like, he was a 6'4 giant, but he would tell everyone he's 6'7". But I have a friend who's 6'4", and I'm like, you're not 6'4". You're You're not 6'7", but whatever. And he was just telling... He was, like, bragging about things that no one should brag about. Like, he was like, oh, I got my name Crank because I made meth for the Hells Angels. And they gave me that nickname. I'm oh like, that's gosh. not, that's nothing to be proud of. That's horrible. <laughs> I picture him as like a hunter too, for some reason. Yeah. Oh. I don't know why, but I could. Oh, we're getting to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a couple minute story, but it's worth it. Uh, and then afterwards we drink and we do a bunch of shine. And he goes, and he keeps talking about comedy. He goes, you're not a real comedian unless you can do a five hour set. Uh, what? A five hour yeah. set? <laughs> what? And he goes, I, I say the N word on stage. I'm like, that's not good. <laughs> and he goes, I've opened for the Wu-Tang Clan. Just like more and more oh my God. outrageous things. When the Wu-Tang Tank clan come through Montana. They have me open. I'm like, they would never. Yeah, they would never come through. Oh. And uh, and then afterwards, we get in his truck and we're <laughs> hammered at the gas. We eat gas station food, <laughs> and then he drives really fast and jumps a curb to like impress us. <laughs> like our heads hit the roof of this pickup truck, and then we drive 45 minutes outside of town and we're staying in this cabin. Oh, uh, where his he lives with his girlfriend. This very big middle of nowhere cabin. And I sleep in a bedroom. Everyone else falls asleep in the living room. By the way, there's guns everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I'm picturing that for oh. sure. Uh, every assault rifle that's been used to kill everybody in this country for the last 10 years <laughs> all lined up against the and wait, wall. What's the girlfriend like? Cause I need to picture her. I too. haven't seen oh, her she's yet. Not, she this is late yet. at night. Okay. She's upstairs sleeping. And uh, we, I, I wake up the next morning and Crank's gone. And apparently he was up all night in the barn just working on something. I don't know. I think he was on meth. <laughs> and I wake up and I, I talk to Beige. I'm like, where's where's Crank and one of the other comedians? And they're like, oh, Crank had, took the other comedian and they went to sell some scrap metal <laughs> so he could pay us. And I'm what like, the? oh my gosh. That's not good. And the night before, Crank kept talking about taking us to get these pancakes the next morning. They were supposed to be awesome. And I'm starving. And there's nothing to eat in this cabin except for a pot brownie that Bijan brought. Oh my God. Bijan traveled with a Tupperware full of a, the biggest pot brownie I'd ever seen. So I'm so hungry, I'm eating this pot brownie. <laughs> and so is everybody else. And then later we get a phone call. Uh, back, for, back, back up. The night before, Crank also talked about how many times he has sex with different women. And he's like, you're not a real man unless you can bang for 42 hours. Oh, Whatever dear. he said, yeah. I and love he's his like, time. You're not yeah, a yeah. man you of time. <laughs> yeah. unless you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, and he goes, my, my girlfriend and I, we have an open relationship, blah, blah, blah. For 42 anyway. hours? Yeah. 
His his sense of time is really weird. What does your dick look like at that point? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, just dead. It's just dead. <laughs> just like, like the Looks little like crank stick. There's two eyes drawn on it with X's <laughs> through them. Just like <laughs> you do that and then go into a five hour set. Like, <laughs> yeah, with your dead dick. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, in the morning he's driving back. We get a phone call from the comedian's phone, and he goes, "Hey, is Crank's phone in the living room?" And we go, "No, it's not down here." And he goes, oh, shit, that means it's up in the bedroom with his girlfriend. I go, well, what's the problem with that? And apparently, she didn't know they had this open relationship. Mm. Oh, so she's going no. through the cell phone, no. seeing all these messages. While you're there. While we're there, and they're gone. And oh, we're just seeing all the crank calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, That's Meryl. Right. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. If we had Jesse Egan here, we could have a pun off. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, they're coming back, and we're like, oh, is this bad? And the comedian that's with him is like, "We, sh- you guys should pack. You should stuff. pack and get ready. And so now we're high, and we're packing, and we're coming out. And then we see the truck come with the trailer. And it was like this long, ominous dirt road. So it was like a <laughs> cloud of dirt as they're driving up. And I'm like, this is insane. <laughs> he gets out and just beelines it into the house, crank. And as I'm high, and I'm like, are we still getting those pancakes? Like, I'm not. <laughs> he ignores me and just walks into the house, and Beige is in there. And then after he comes, in, he goes in, Beige runs out with his luggage, and he goes, I think he hit her. And I go, what? And I goes, there was cussing, and then I heard a, and oh, I was like, he hit her? And then B- Crank comes out, and apparently he got punched. <laughs> he got punched in the eye, and he is bleeding out of his nose. Oh like my fl- it's flowing out of his nose, and he's shaking his head. He's selling it like Ric Flair in the yeah. 80s, <laughs> just bleeding. Just oh my god! And then uh, he starts like stumbling down the hill. Like he just leaves and he goes, "Oh, she hit me. I think she broke my nose." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Oh my gosh! And then we see Mrs. Crank. She comes out and she is a hoss. All right. <laughs> if I had to describe her, she I wouldn't fight her. She's got. <laughs> she's not fat. She is stout. All right. Yeah. She's strong. <laughs> she looks like she does squats in her sleep. Like just powerful. She hops in his truck. Pulls a quick U-turn with the trailer, starts chasing his ass down. Oh, my God. And I'm like, we're going to watch a murder. Yeah. And we're high. (laughs) (laughs) And then she's going to kill us. There's guns everywhere. There's guns everywhere. She's also his sister. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Mom would be so mad. She She chases him down to the hill, gets out, and then like a zombie movie, she's chasing him. And he has everywhere to run. It's an open field. Yeah. Pick a direction. Yeah. yeah. Just go for it. Yeah. But like a horror movie, you just start stumbling around, like almost like playing one-on-one with her. Like, oh, I'm going to cross you up to get away from you. <laughs> He's doing this back and forth juking bullshit. <laughs> he trips over like a tumbleweed and go, falls down. <laughs> and she just stands over him and starts cussing him out. Blah, blah, blah. Now we're up the hill laughing. Because we're hot. Yeah. We can't help it. And Be- it's hilarious. And Bee's just doing an act out oh of Crank trying to stumble away. And I'm like, you should stop. Like, they're having a serious moment. And we're laughing. And then eventually <laughs> Crank, like, disappears into the brush. And then <laughs> Mrs. Crank drives back up and goes, sorry you guys had to see that. But I'm not going to let anyone cheat on me. And we're like, we totally understand. And then she goes, you guys are still welcome to stay here if you want. And uh, we're like, ah! already packed up maybe if you could take us into town yeah. she goes okay so then we had a 45 minute drive back into town with mrs <laughs> crank trying to make small talk after oh she just God. found out her boyfriend cheated on her and then she and we're just up. like i think josh lawson was up front and we're like make conversation he yeah. goes 
Oh, there's a lot of nice foliage out here. (laughs) 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 And we don't hear from Crank because she has a cell phone. We got a hotel and then we just show up to the venue that night because we don't know what to do. Yeah. And Crank's there. He's in a bloody T-shirt and an eye patch like a pirate. And this isn't an eye patch they would give you at the hospital. This looks like he went to a costume store. <laughs> like a party and, city? Yeah, like a party city <laughs> eye patch. It was black. It was just missing like a skull and crossbones decal yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, like he's, yeah. And like a feather or something. He's sitting there. He's got a bloody T-shirt on. And he's like all pilled up. I guess they gave him pain, pain pills or something. And he's like, did you guys try to call me? Were you guys worried about me? We're like, yeah, what the hell happened? We had to get a hotel and all this? He goes, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. He's all out of it. And then that night he does a set and he does eight minutes bombs. Oh. And then as he's walking off, I think Beige or somebody turned to me and goes, "Maybe he thinks that was eight hours. <laughs> Maybe he thinks that was like an eight-hour set." And uh, anyway, it turns out we find out as the night's going on that he's not going to pay us because he doesn't have money. Oh. So what Beige and I do is we he has a bar tab for us that he's covering. So we drink what he owes us in bartender. Oh, my god! We're gosh. giving shots away. We're giving everything away. And at the end of the night, the bartender's like, Craig's got like a $2,000 bar tab. Where did that guy go? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Oh. So we left. <laughs> we left. And I haven't heard from Crank Williams. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what that guy I love oh, that. We, awesome. we drank our payment. That's but we almost lost our lives. We heard a guy get punched in the eye and bleed. What, and a, what a great that's story. Like, I feel like yeah. most people we talk to are just like, I showed up and it wasn't yeah. that good of a show. Yeah. That's like a full on like movie. I want to see a movie of I that. Know. I want to see a be crank. a short movie. Yeah. yeah. That's almost one of those things where it's so surreal that like, and I have stories like this too, where it's like, if I told somebody, they would think that I'm lying. Or if yeah, I saw yeah, a movie yeah. like this, I'm like, that would never happen. Right. But and it's we, totally. It's very real. Yeah. yeah. That's the problem with a lot of these stories. Like also like the guy I worked with at the mechanic shop, he was, he was a very over the top character. Uh, my old boss and, and people that would come into the shop would be like, oh, you must talk about Daryl all the time on stage. And I go, never. And they go, why not? And I go, because no one would believe these stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No one would believe that this man is banned from the Best Buy because he choked a kid. Like, no <laughs> one. <laughs> like, the mecha- this is the mechanic? Yeah, he's a big. Your he's best a, friend's dad? Yeah, and he's a good guy. He's like a father figure to me, but he's uh, really rough around the edges. And he choked a kid at Best Buy. <laughs> And uh, he's, he's did which they he, not have like a shredder that he wanted or something or what was the well he didn't know technology and he was trying to buy a digital <laughs> camera for his wife it was back in like 2005 or something and uh, then he he gets up to pay for it and the guy at the counter goes oh you need you know you need a memory card for this so he goes back to the, like the technology department <laughs> oh, wherever no. he went and he goes why didn't you tell me I needed that. And according to him, he goes, that guy, that kid called me a gray-headed old fuck. And I'm like, I, no one talks that way. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. 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 So anyway, yeah. he grabbed the kid. He said something rude to Daryl, or so he thought. So he grabbed the kid by the throat and started choking him and looked at him. He goes, and by the way, Daryl's a big guy with big, meaty, <laughs> mechanic hands. And he just he's choking him. He stares at him and goes, listen, in a second here, I'm going to turn you loose. I want you to get that goddamn memory card and put it on this goddamn counter. <laughs> and then as soon as he lets him go, the kid's like screaming. He goes, I'm calling security. And he goes, you better call all of them because I'm fixing to dance. <laughs> Which is, by the way, one of my favorite lines that <laughs> yeah, I've that ever is, heard yeah. in my entire life. on par with the dick echoing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one's not my line. That is all Daryl. <laughs> oh, right. that's amazing. I'm fixing to dance. Uh, and... Uh, 
Okay. Oh, no, oh yeah. No, and, I, I want to hear we, more Daryl. He's just been yeah, and we and uh, so anyway, he got banned from that, so he stopped buying Christmas presents for people because I was he was trying to buy his wife a Christmas gift, oh and after that, gosh. he just started giving cash out. And I'm like, you get what you want. I get in trouble <laughs> everywhere I go. And we had a friend at the time that worked at the Best Buy that corroborated the story, and I go, what happened to that kid? He goes, he just spent the rest of his shift crying in the break room. <laughs> oh <laughs> my yeah. god, that'll his, fucking his ruin you. Pipe was crushed. Like, like, I just wanted a job in retail. <laughs> <laughs> this big redneck joke. Man. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man! But if I said that on stage, people would be like, "No, no, you made this. You made yeah. Daryl up." Yeah, and that's a yeah. true story. Do you change up a lot of your when you do travel? Like, I'm always, I'm always so in awe of comedians that can like use that and uh, it's new yeah. material. Obviously, you go to a new city and it's like, I. That's how I write new stuff. Like that's why you know I, I wrote this new CD in an hour, or in an hour in a year. And uh, <laughs> I was like, holy and fuck. Now you're on uh, yeah, crank no. time, but opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I, now I am on crank time. I wrote it in 12 minutes. You know, I'm just, I'm a savant. Uh, but I wrote this a- this hour in a year. And that's like a pretty fast pace uh, for, for a lot of comics. But really, because my style is telling stories, it's actually pretty easy. Because yeah. every week I'm in a new town and something happens. And then I try it out on stage there. And then if it's funny, it stays. And then I keep it for next week. And then I tweak it. And then I end up with all... It's like a big puzzle. That's, yeah. You know, you get all the pieces. And then they're all little bits of funny. And then right. you tweak them. And then you just got to find their place on how it all comes together into being 60 minutes or whatever. And then... it all. But yeah. it's lazy. I mean, it's not lazy. But it's easier because I'm not like... You'll watch some comedians and they're just set up punch, set up punch, yeah, set up yeah. punch. And I'm like, I couldn't write like that. I have to tell stories about stuff that happened. That. Sure. And I think, I'm, I think I'm more like you yeah. in that way. Yeah. I, yeah. And that makes it easier to write. Me too. Even in order to do this, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I actually have to go live a life now because we have to talk about stuff. So <laughs> like instead Absolutely. of just doing the same thing over and over, yeah. we act- we're constantly putting ourselves in situations where it's like, this will be something. Absolutely. You know? That's why I, I, I rented the scooter in Mexico. Yeah. Because uh, in my head I was scared. I didn't want to, but I was like, something's gonna happen yeah and i'm gonna end up with something and sure enough i crashed it and there's a story <laughs> is that part is that in your news yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah, a I, great I, it's yeah, a great story it turned into a five minute story i long and short of it i rented a scooter in mexico and i crashed it and i turned a 20 dollar scooter rental into a 500 dollar credit card charge Ooh, which was i want to hear th- that too. Yeah, yeah which it was ten thousand pesos and that's why i'm thinking of calling the, oh, the cd ten thousand pesos. i love it yeah. i also love so when you do release something as a new comic like is it still in like it's in CD form, but is it yeah. also then? How does it work with like online? Well, it's such a go between because I still make CDs because it's a dead technology. But when I sell things after shows, people with download cards feel like I'm ripping them off. Yeah, right. they're like, so what am I buying? And I'm like, oh, there's this code on the back, and you go to this website and it downloads it to your computer, or your app, or whatever. Right, right. and they go, huh? They kind of feel like I'm screwing yes. them over. Right. So then people that feel that way, I'm like, I got a CD C- for yeah, you. An actual yeah, CD, and then yeah. pe- and then younger people will be like, I don't have anywhere to play this. And I'm yeah. Like, oh, you get the download code. Yeah. <laughs> So we're in that we're still in that in between stage. Yeah. And uh, I had someone ask me for a record. Like, do you have like oh. a, a, a? And I'm like, no. No. But I there are some comedians yeah. that have that. Yeah. But I don't. I mean, it'd be really expensive to make. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um. But yeah. So this time I'm with a record company, 800 Pound Gorilla, out of uh, Nashville, and they work with a lot of comedians. And the next step they're gonna get me into is submitting this record, this new one, this album, CD, whatever you call them, this audio recording, <laughs> and uh, the last year's Uncle McFat Fat to Sirius XM. So hopefully oh. get some spins. Nice. On there. Yes. That's and because great. it's clean, they have a, a clean channel on their Laugh USA, and they're very hungry for new clean content. So hopefully they 
they devour it. So it'll be that that kind of thing where you get like two or three minute bit, and then they just yep. break up all your stuff yep. over and the course. Y- of just like, like radio and them yeah. playing songs. Yeah. Same thing, just with bits, and they pay a lot. Yeah. They paid. Is it like licensing for every time they play it? Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, the they publishing? pay ten bucks a spin. Oh my wow, gosh! Really? Which I didn't know it was that high. And when the record company told me that, my jaw dropped. And I yeah. go, so every time they play a track, I get ten dollars. And they go, yes. And I go, I hope they like all the tracks. <laughs> yeah. And I hope someone yeah. falls asleep and just their head hits the button and just plays my track. Well, and Sirius <laughs> does play because it's the same songs over and over and over yeah. on every channel. So yeah. like you would get very heavy rotation I, if if they liked it. You know, fingers yeah. crossed. Hopefully they like it. You know, even if they just like half the tracks from both CDs, you know, both CDs might have 15 tracks. I feel like you have such a bright future. That's I one of the reasons. So. I, I, I like have a feeling for sure. Oh, I like. Thanks. I also was wondering, are you into, are you actually do, into doing like commercial acting and movies and all that type of stuff too? Or I do, I'm not a very good actor. Uh, I've I've been on a lot of auditions, bombed all of them. Uh, the only callback I ever got back on an audition was uh, it was improvised. So I got to make up my own lines, and I just interacted with the casting director, and mm. it felt like comedy to me. It almost felt like doing crowd work. Yeah. And then that I was successful at, and then like then they called me back, and then I didn't get the job. But uh, <laughs> they realized like, who I, you I really were. I bombed it, but at least the third, when you yeah. did bomb it originally, was it the kind of thing where the casting agents like you said one line and they're like, "Thanks, we got it." Like it wasn't that bad. They let you finish. Oh uh, yeah. But it, it, auditioning is so much different. Comedy I love because I know instantly how I'm doing. Yeah, I'm on stage as an audience that will let you know they based on their know. reaction how you're doing, and then you can change gears or make whatever. But when you're in a casting office and there's just two people in a camera or one person in a camera, I don't know how I'm doing. I'm very nervous. I don't know yeah. these lines. You don't know what they want, probably. I don't know what they want. I'm trying to be myself. Like I once I auditioned for Nickelodeon. There's a casting director at Nickelodeon who's very sweet and she loves me and she brings me in as much as she can to audition for things, because she likes my stand-up. Yeah. I remember one time I was auditioning to be a janitor on a show, Bella and the Bulldogs on Nickelodeon, and uh, I didn't get it, which is a real kick in the dick because I used to be a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> like I used to. I do, can't even get this. Yeah, I used to do this. You're like, job. I know how to mop for real. Yeah. Like, I have to be a funny janitor. <laughs> I used to be one. Yeah. I, <laughs> like I used to be a real. What phony did you get to get this job? Uh, but. Um, the note she gave me after my first run through, she goes, I want you to do it like you were doing your stand up. And I said, okay, that's what I said out loud. But in my head, I was like, shit, I thought I was. Oh. And then that just put fear in me. Right. Cause and it's I was like, like, fuck, I thought I was doing it. So obviously I'm not being like I am on stage cause I'm nervous and I'm uncomfortable. Right. So yeah, point being, I don't like acting. I think commercial acting I'd be better at cause it's shorter. And a lot of times I just look at the camera and go, <laughs> I didn't know. Or I don't know, whatever the stupid line is. I hope that's the product. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know. Yeah. It's really like an Alzheimer's drug or something. Rice-a-roni. Like, yeah. <laughs> just just everything. Just, everything. Just the campaign where it's just like. Every product you can think of. Well, I didn't know. Yeah. Like children in Ethiopia starving or something. And I, it sucks because I would love to be an actor. I, I see I just that for you. I don't think I'm yeah. good. I, maybe I need to take more acting classes. I think your stand-up is going to get so like undeniable so th- that you're going to have to just be in roles because people will like you. So, like Hopefully. I see that. I just have to be comfortable in doing this in front of no audience giving me feedback because that's yeah. weird. Yeah. That's, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to being live and, and having feedback. But there was, it's funny, commercials, there's a, um, I got an email today. I have a call tomorrow about some commercial they're doing 
that my name came up and they looked at my videos and they thought I'd be good for it. Oh my god! So hopefully, I don't know what the product is. Why? Like, I think it's something great. Ricerone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We were looking for a handsome man for this commercial, and then they're like, "It doesn't know. They just yeah. had memory loss." <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, we want you to be naked and spread your butt cheeks for this <laughs> ointment. Like, like, for the handsome man. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like how some commercial could possibly have that in it. <laughs> I know. It's for the hemorrhoid cream. Do you have hemorrhoids? Well, we're gonna show you what they look You're like. Here the we go. Man. Yeah. But all the auditions are intimidating. I remember when I was doing a lot of them, and you'd just be in a room full of better-looking versions of yourself. Yeah. Like, waiting yeah. to go in, you're like, oh, my God. If that guy's funny, I'm screwed. Yeah. I should just quit life. Like, that guy's a way better version of me. Yeah. This is where I always have, like, so much confidence, but I never get any callbacks. <laughs> but I leave thinking, like, oh, I'm perfect for this. Like, I'm such a – like, I feel like I go in with no self-doubt, but then I still really? don't get any – Like, I still – yeah, because there was That's just – good. I just made it to, like, I the third round of a – they did a casting call looking for – like Jeep owners that were also interested in possibly driving Hyundai's. Okay. Like, I know it was really strange. <laughs> it's very specific. I know. <laughs> and yeah. so I, my friend Lauren sent it to me because she's like, this is so you. So it was like, do you drive a Jeep? Are you like adventurous, which is not really me, but like, are you into like, oh, trying it, new experiences? It's like one of these campaigns where it's like, did you know that you're driving a Hyundai and not a Jeep? Like yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing? So, yeah. So basically I feel like they would try to switch me over and then yeah. they would probably show their real reactions. And I was like, this is perfect. And so I submitted and I made it to like the first two rounds. And so the casting agent was like, we're like really interested in you. Can you make one more final thing where we just want to see like even more of your personality? So here's your other things. And my like, boyfriend edited it with like Hyundai like logos and like we made oh, cool. it super good where I submitted it and I'm like yeah. it's in the bag and I started telling people like get ready because like I'm about to be the new oh, face of no. Hyundai yeah. and then I never heard back and, I, and like I even emailed like just making sure they got it which I know they got it but then like I'm like what else could you guys have wanted you know like it well, sucks it's when it's you get so close I got uh, Michelle Wolf. She was in the news because of her uh, oh, yeah. correspondence. Her, uh, correspondence. Yeah. She beat me out. We were in the same year. We both made it to the final round of getting on The Daily Show. Oh, my god! And gosh. she got it. I was going on. Uh, I don't like they had told me that I was in the final round and there's just a couple candidates. I don't know if they literally meant couple like two or a few. I don't know. So yeah. but I was in the final round and she ended up getting the job. And but you got to understand, like. When they when I got the call back and they're like, we really loved your packet, or your writing packet. We want you to do one more. Like mentally, I had already packed and moved to New York. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. And when right. I got that call that morning, I remember that morning I had a bad show, and then the next morning I'm like bummed out, and I get a call from my agent, and they go, oh, they they called up today. They liked your packet, but they passed. Uh. And I was like on the verge of tears, you know, yeah, like when, of course. And, yeah. And then I was like, you know, when you're almost crying. So you're like, your sentences are really short. Oh you're yeah. Like, yep. Yep. Yeah. It, it. And he's <laughs> like, are you okay? I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we got off the phone and I just threw the phone. And I was like, fuck. Cause I was like, Oh, I could yeah. have lived in New York and like actually afforded to. Yeah. Um, but anytime you get close, it's like that. Yeah. Like last, last year we were mm. close to, uh, my buddy and I, who's a filmmaker, we put together a, a reel for a travel show. Uh, kind of like um, like a low rent Anthony Bourdain, like the whole concept yeah. uh, was traveling and enjoying a city on an extreme budget. Ooh, oh, yeah. that's cool. I, so, I like that a lot. Which is what I do anyway. Yeah, like I travel, yeah. I don't have a lot of money, so we do things on the cheaps and it's fun. And so we put together this reel in Seattle because that's where he lived at the time and I was there. And it, he did a great job. He edited everything out where I looked bad and he made me look like a TV host. Uh -huh. Like it already looked like it a TV great. show. It looked great, yeah. Production company got behind it. Travel Channel was interested. 
And then they're like, oh, can you reshoot it? We were looking, can you be funny without being mean? Because I was like making fun of things. And I'm like, <laughs> that is almost impossible. <laughs> but I tried. Yeah. So I reshot it. And they're like, yeah, we like it. And then ultimately they passed. Oh and then it gosh. went to True TV. And they're like, we love him, but we don't want a travel show. What other ideas does he have? So oh. then I tried putting together another show. And but I wasn't passionate about and it. Each it like, time you get the no, you lose a little bit more yeah, steam. Every time they go, it feels like something's on the cusp and no, yeah. that sucks. Yeah. And it's oh. a real kick in the ass. That's why I like stand up because it's so just. Yeah. Right. Like even, you know, even if your stardom or whatever goes up to another level, you can't help that. But when you're on stage it, with an audience, everything's fair. You say things, they either laugh or they don't, and you adjust accordingly. Yeah. But with this other stuff, auditioning or trying to get a writing job or trying to get a TV show made, it's all out of your hands. Yes. You just try your best, and you can't. Sometimes you're trying to adjust, but you don't really know what they want. Right. So it's tough. I, I've pitched a show to Nickelodeon like for an animated series, uh-huh. and uh, me and my, my good friend Brian Morante, who actually currently works at Nickelodeon on SpongeBob. Oh, cool. Uh, he, um, he and I pitched this idea back when it was just like, exciting for me to even walk into Nickelodeon studios, you know? Yeah. I had this packet that we'd put together and a Bible <laughs> and a pitch and everything. And we pitched it and they're like, wow, this is really great and really funny and fresh and interesting. We really like it. Uh, can you change a few things? And you go, okay, yeah, no problem. It needs a girl centric character as well. No problem. We'll figure yeah. this out. We go away, we come back, we pitch again. It's great. We love it. Uh, maybe something to tweak a little bit more. I'm like each time I'm like, oh, God, we're getting closer. We're you know, I'm pretty much again. Mentally, I've already packed my bags and we actually make a joke. My friend and I, he's like, pack your bags because each time you go through another meeting, it feels they're like, like we love it. It's perfect. We'll pass. And you're like, wait, huh? What? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Yeah. I pitched things to National Geographic it's and uh, the, the Learning Channel, where everyone in the room is like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. You know who we need to show this to? Bill. Let's get Bill on the phone. Let's get this to Bill. He's gonna love it. Yeah, that's the CEO. Yeah. He's gonna love this. We're gonna. You're get ready. You're gonna be a millionaire. And it, and then it's just nothing. You're like, gosh. Yeah, you're like, There's so me. many people that need to love you. Like when the lady from the production company is like, we're getting behind this. Yeah. I was like, we'd made it. Yeah. Like to yeah. me, we made it. Where is like my rich and famous contract? This, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's someone who does this for a living and they're like, we love you and we're actually working with you now. And then someone, the person, their contact at Travel Channel loved me. And then they just had to get the next guy up to love me. And he didn't. Yeah. And that's, and it just died. And you're like, oh. So when do you think your special uh, 10,000 pesos or whatever you call it is going to be released? I think I'm shooting for July 4th because that's when we released Uncle McFat Fat. But nice. uh, that's not up to me right now because it's up to, you know, people editing and sure. whenever that can get done and then it can get approved by the record company. But I would like to do July 4th. Uh, it's a special date. That was the day my mom and I landed in New York City to start our lives in America. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, can, I yeah. actually that, that's so cool. I that's love so that. Cool. And we didn't know that it was a holiday. So 4th of July is actually our anniversary for coming to the country. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I know. It's so weird. So Hungarian of it's you. So, oh I know. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. I've released the last record or the last one on 4th of July. So I'd like to do this one on that one too, if it works out. But if not, then whatever. Should we do something called Camper of the Week? Roll call! And now it's time for the Camper of the Week. So, oh, tell us about the worst date you've ever been on. Oh. Love, Bijan. Oh, wow. Bijan's such a dick. Of I've course, kn- he's going to ask that. He, he must know something. Yeah. <laughs> of yours. Well, now that makes me think, like, what is the worst date I've ever I don't. Fuck. 
What's your current status? I don't even know. Are you married, single, everything? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about it on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll cut this part out, which is what we say always, and then we never cut it out. I don't worry so. about it. I won't. Uh, You're not accepting cat ladies date? at this time? Who's a bad date that I've been? Um, Do you have a bad date, Meryl? Yeah, I'll tell mine and then think yeah, about yeah, yours. Thank okay. You. Mine happens at a wonderful time because I just saw it was his birthday on Facebook. His nickname was Crysex. And that happened because it was this boy, Brian, I went out with. But I went out with him like at the I had another relationship that ended. Yeah. And I was very upset over that relationship. <laughs> and I feel like I'm like a, an emotional turtle. Like it takes me a really long time to get over relationships. And I don't okay. understand how our like I'm the same way. our age of people. I know. I feel like yeah. people just are on the dating app right away and like yeah. cover up emotion. I don't know. I feel like it takes me like a really long time. My heart is very I think people just hook up with people even when their hearts are broken. And I can't do that because yeah. it makes me even it's worse. worse. So yeah. I tried yeah. to be that person yeah. and I quickly like two or three weeks after a breakup went out with this guy Brian that I met on a dating site and I proceeded to drink like a lot of wine for me which is like three glasses oh, yeah. <laughs> and we were having sex and um, <laughs> wait it went from we're drinking wine i thought like, it was like a, in a restaurant and you're like and then we're fucking <laughs> no three glass we, meryl yeah. yeah 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 totally totally we were, um i forget what we did i think we went to some concert or something and then we went back to my house and we were starting to have sex yeah, yeah. and while we were having sex i was i was thinking about the old boyfriend and i started crying and then yeah. i i was like oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and i kept on saying no and my dog at the time thought that this guy was hurting me because I was like crying, saying no, 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 and my dog like lunged at him and bit oh, him. God. So, so he's, oh wow, yeah. So he's there with a crying girl, like a hurt arm, everything like that. And so, what did he? Oh, he left. But I said, please yes. do tell all your friends about this because I understand this is the worst date ever. And then uh, he called me and he asked me out again. And then yeah. I oh think we, yeah, I was like, what a loser. And then then. <laughs> 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 and we uh, went out once more and then I think it like fizzled out. Like I don't yeah. think I was interested in him and his nickname for years was Crysex. Wow. Crysex. And it was just his birthday. And Crysex. I think he's like married now and he When you really said Crysex, you said it so quickly that I thought it was like like Skrillex or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. You're like Crysex. Crysex. The yeah, DJ. yeah. When you That's said what he Crysex. 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 Yeah. Crysex. Crysex. I was like, what? Uh-huh. It's for the commercial. I don't Tonight, know. DJ Crysex. <laughs> yeah, these were, uh, my bad situations weren't dates. They were like like I met a girl and then we m- maybe hook up and then it's <laughs> I like how you said you, we maybe hook up. Yeah, is it well, specific uh, or this is vague. Well, it's uh, no, well this story that I'm going to tell happened when I was like 20. I was really young. It was at the comedy co-op. I met a girl who there was two girls at the show and I like this one uh, but it turned out the other one likes me. Oh, that's how it is. You that's know? called life. This, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. this is what happens. The girl that we like. So then they're like, oh, there's this party. You want to come to this party with us? So I went with them. And it was a party. It was like a college party where you couldn't take your pants. It was like a lingerie. <laughs> it was a lingerie party. That's what it was. <laughs> a college and party where you can't take, <laughs> take your pants. Your pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the best way to describe <laughs> yeah, a lingerie party. <laughs> 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 even like getting naked it's just like you can't take that shirt <laughs> well that's how it was like so everyone was wearing like even dudes were wearing like cool boxers or something yeah and the guy at the door was like you can't come in with your pants on and i was like what so i had to go out to my car and take my pants off and then put my pants in their car and then drive and then walk back in with shoes and no pants oh my so god with like black socks and yeah just like, a, just like i wasn't ready for this yeah. at all I wasn't even wearing my good boxers. They yeah. had like holes oh, in them. So, like, yeah. yeah. I was like this. I wasn't expecting anything to happen that night. I was just going to do comedy. And uh, so anyway, I, I, I can tell that I'm hitting things off with this girl instead of the one that I was at first interested in. And then she got really drunk. Everyone did. And then the, the drunk blonde that I wanted to hook up with 
but it wasn't going to happen. She drives us back, and she's, like, all over the road. I'm like, well, this oh, is where no. I die. And we make it back to her house, and then we go to her bedroom with the other girl, right? Uh, this sounds like a very good story so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah. No and we're, it's But it's a weird bedroom. There's, like, kids' toys. Uh. And she goes, oh, we can't have sex on the bed because the cat peed on it. So I got we <laughs> so we have to go on the floor and it's like shag carpet and toys and so I'm like it's like weird for me and so I'm like I'm just like it's like this is weird and she's like oh do you she goes do you want me to put porn on and I'm like what <laughs> and no I'm, you're like these Legos like, will do it's like, just I'm, like just give me a second to get comfortable yeah. with how fucking weird this is <laughs> you know <laughs> but uh, she puts porn on on oh. this TV that had like wood paneling like that fake wood paneling. And the porn she put on was like a VHS tape of buff lesbians from the <laughs> 80s. And they're rubbing each other in like a gym, like a 24-hour fitness. They just start getting naked. And she's like, you like that? And I go, no. Oh, my god! Not at all do I like that. And so anyway, she turns that off. What and the then we fuck? start making out again. And then now, it's, now things are happening. And, and we're having sex. And then her blonde fen- friend busts into the room. And um, and my mind automatically goes, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're about to turn this yeah. into it. Uh, They're gonna be the two lesbians. Yeah, like, yeah. This is gonna be a three-way dance. I like this. Uh, and it, but no, she comes in because she starts taking her pants off, and I'm like, here we go. And uh, no, she starts squatting down. No. To pee on the floor, <laughs> and then the girl that I'm uh, intercoursing with uh, <laughs> shoves me off. She goes, no, no, no Robin, no. And then, like, shoves her into the bathroom. So she Shut can go the pee. fuck. Yeah. The cat peed on the bed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who peed Robin's on the bed? Robin's got yeah. a problem. Yeah. And then I just remember there being this moment where they're out of the room, and I turn around, there's a full-length mirror, and I look at myself, and I'm still wearing my socks <laughs> and this condom that's, like, half on my dick now, and I'm just like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> and anyway, yeah, she comes back. We keep having sex. <laughs> like, I don't like, I like this, how you look yeah. at yourself you had this moment where you're like well I gotta get out of here yeah, but yeah, before but I go we're human, oh, so, oh by yeah. the way yeah. I don't have a car they yeah. drove my car's back at the comedy club I'm stuck this is 2007 there's no Uber wait just to be clear do you have any pants with you or did you come back without your pants oh no my pants were in their car okay yeah, okay. yeah so just I still had pants yeah uh, and then uh, she comes back we have sex but then I offended her uh, because when she came she came very funny like uh well like the clown knows on i don't know if i can do that she's like she's about to come and then she turns to the side she turns her head to the side and goes no 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 did she have a monocle was she like did she just rob a bank it was like a three stooges like (laughs) like i just poked you in the eye like this weird off to this and then so when she did that i laughed yeah and that was the first time i've ever come and laughed at the same time because I, I laughed and then I came and then she's coming and then as soon as I laughed she was just like offended like, oh, what are you laughing at yeah, yeah. and I was Jeez. like I was 20 see because I'm tw- I was 20 so I didn't know that you just anything weird happens during so you just keep that right, right, right. and now Use it you for your stand-up so material now you can fart and I'll just be like yep still yep. in it no yeah, good yeah. yes shut up everything's fine <laughs> and then back then I'll be like oh you farted <laughs> so anyway, she shoves, but I couldn't leave. So she slept in the living room and I slept on the floor next to these toys. Wow. And they took me back to my car the next morning. Wow. That's a good one. Yeah, that was a bad, but that wasn't a date, but I was just like a situation. That Jeez. Counts as a date. Yeah. I don't Shout know if that's the Robin. one. I don't know if that was the one Beach was talking Robin's about. Robin's probably like, if we, we checked her Facebook, she's probably on her like third child right now. <laughs> oh, at, like Attending yeah. Easter. Yeah. What was the room? Why were there kids toys in there? Because Robin had a kid. Oh. No. Yeah. Okay. 
yeah, they were uh, they were my sense. age, but a little <laughs> older. Oh, the girl. Th- this is also how stupid I am. The girl that I hooked up with, she was very cute, but she was very like girl next door cute. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "What do you do?" Well, she was a dancer at the body shop. She's a stripper. Oh. And when she told me that, I said, "No, you're not." Like, and I didn't realize how offensive that is <sighs> to just look at someone. And I meant that as a positive. Yeah. She goes, yes, I am. I'm like, when do you work? She's like, on like the weekdays. I'm like, nah, I oh, get it. Oh, weekdays. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like an idiot. Yeah. Like a complete idiot. Now yeah. I have a, now I'm a lot nicer and I realize that words are mean. <laughs> and so. <laughs> but if, you, no, I was going to say something mean. I was going to say if you're a stripper, you don't you have don't, feelings. No, don't no, say I that. Don't know. She was very that. sweet. She had lovely brown eyes. I remember that about her. I forgot her name, but uh, I never saw her again. The body shop, too. <laughs> as a mechanic, shop. you know how to handle that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Mechanics. Assist, mechanic. Oh, Meryl. Clerical mechanic. Oh, Meryl. Yeah. So <laughs> that was my bad date. Man. I don't, yeah. Date. Well, what about you? The only I I keep thinking like, what's a bad date? You know, and it's like I've had ones that didn't end great, but nothing like that fucking thing. No girls doing holy shit. The only thing I could say is I've gone to dates, especially now in modern days, going to dates where someone shows up and they look completely different. They have lied to you, like on on the phone or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just being like, oh man, this ain't good, and I got to get out of here. But other than that, like, not really, not really. Just dates where you m- know you're not going to call the person. Yeah. I hate awkwardly eating sushi <laughs> while going, man, I don't care about anything you have to say. <laughs> oh, that's And I can tell that you don't care what yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Like, it's a mutual, like, we don't like each other, right. but we got to finish all this stupid sushi. The ones that fuck me up is when I have a really good time, and then I'm like, yeah, we should we should do this again. And then, and then they we, don't. We never talk again. Yeah. Like, we just both never talk again. It's yeah, like, isn't that bad? Oh. Where it's like, yeah, it's just off. Like, oh, yeah. I'm really into you. And you're just like, and they're just like, no, I just pretended to. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a friend that just had our kind of like Hollywood experience where she just got broken up with because the guy said that she was too good girlfriend material. And he, oh. he's not looking for a girlfriend right now. Oh, I get that. But that's kind of like almost like the travel channel telling you, like, we really like your show, but like, like no, we love thank you. you. Like, yeah. You're perfect. It's, it's we'll awesome. Pass. It's a yeah. bad time for us. <laughs> exactly. But honestly, we just had a, a travel show break our hearts. <laughs> right. So we're not. And she, she did everything right. <laughs> so we're not looking for a new travel show she right She did now. everything oh. right because she went to like a, a Jewish singles meetup where it's like oh. guys are there supposed to be looking for like their mommies and oh, you know, stuff God. like that. So it's yeah. Like, See, that's. That's messed up yeah. on that guy's part. He yeah, shouldn't have been there. You can't go to a Jewish yeah. singles meetup and tell a girl like yeah. you're not ready for a relationship. Sh- yeah, he just like probably thought he was just gonna get a blowjob. That's right. what that's what a Jewish single is, right? Yeah, that's what you tell me all the time. Do you only date female? Do you love female comics? No. No. Okay. I don't know. I know. Is it better to date I a comic not or not? Have you comics. dated a comic? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I try not to because I don't like doing. Uh, I don't. I don't like it when. Like the bit, did he, did he, did he? Like, constantly doing a bit. No, it's not even that. It's just like, it's like dating someone you work with. Yeah. Like if it doesn't work out, now you still see them. Yeah. yeah. That's and true. That's and true. And I, I like people that, I like different things. Like when I'm not doing comedy, I don't do anything related to comedy. I don't nice. watch, com- I don't like, I'm not a fan. Right. I try not to be a fan and I do a million things away from it. Do you chop vegetables or what kind of? I, d- I take a boxing class. Really? Yeah, I love boxing. Nice. Uh, the boxing class I do, they, they also have a class for people with Parkinson's at like one. So sometimes I go over there and I hold mitts. No. And nice. Yeah, and oh, I that's love so sweet. it. No, it's sweet, but I love just holding mitts. Oh. I love the sound of it. Uh-huh. I love being in a boxing gym. So yeah. During the, and so that's the same with the, if I date someone, I don't want someone that does what I do. That's boring to me. Right. Yeah. I don't want to talk about comedy. I want to talk about whatever you do Other stuff, yeah. or anything else. To me, it's not important that the, the person does the same thing as me. I just want them to be passionate about something. All right. All right. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. We are going to wrap this up. But before we do, oh. we also have another surprise segment. Oh, my God. goodness. All right, I'm ready. Called A Little Bit S'more. 
See my poo and you my bow, and now it's time for a little bit slower. All right, <laughs> so uh, this is the part of the show where we ask you anything else. It doesn't matter what it is, a book, a movie, mm-hmm. another podcast, something that you're into that you would recommend to other people. Uh, I really got into it. I mean, I know a lot of people might be into them, but I'm new to it. Uh, Charles Bukowski. The, <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. I, one of my little s'mores one time was a Charles Bukowski poem. Oh, okay. oh yeah. it was. That's yeah. so random. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, if that's been suggested, I can come up. With no, 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 no. That's great. That's great. Right. So wait, no. is, I forget. Is he? Are you into his poetry or what's the? I actually got into his uh, novel. So the way I got into Tr- Bukowski was I was in Boston and I went to a bar called Bukowski's and I oh didn't know. Oh my god! I know exactly where that was. I've been yeah. there. That little hallway it's bar. It's right around. The, it's in this little corner. It's yeah. Little, yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird. Been and there. I never. I didn't know who the guy was, and I'm that's like, awesome. what is this place? And they go, oh, he's a poet. And I was like, okay. And then a year later, I'm flying to Europe last summer, and I'm at a bookstore in LAX, and I see Post Office, this novel by Charles Bukowski, and I'm like, oh, Bukowski, that was that bar that I went to. So I, I grabbed the book, and I fell in love with his writing style. So I fell in love yeah. with his novels. Yeah. Uh, I've read all of his novels to this point, so I don't know how six novels I read them all. And now I'm getting in. I've, I've read his poetry bits and pieces online, but I just love his writing. It's like he's negative. He's a drunk person. He's very negative, uh, pessimistic, but in the most optimistic way. Huh. Like, uh, you know, some people, I'll show them his quotes and they go, oh, that's really negative. I'm like, that's not how I see it. Right. I, yeah. It's negative, sure, but it, 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 it's open-ended at the end to possibility. And I, 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 that's how I took it. I think Bukowski is... It's quite possibly one of the most honest writers I've yeah. ever. Read. I love him. He, and, honest uh, to yeah. a, a way you would read it and go, "Holy fuck, you're an awful person," but you're honest Is about it. Is he still it. alive? No, no, he passed no. away. But uh, he wasn't an awful person. It just took him a long time to. He was. He had. He had his issues, and it took him a long time. But at the end, you know, I read Women, and uh, he found his wife. Like his novels are all about him, even though he uses a fictional character, mm-hmm. Henry Chinaski. But. Uh, in the at the end of women he finds uh i forgot the name of the lady but he finds his wife his his woman that he loves and connects with oh. and doesn't cheat on and eventually doesn't cheat on and, and <laughs> <laughs> after <laughs> a few yeah no yeah. oh, that's <laughs> and i i found that beautiful because that one was real you know yeah. like all those it doesn't mean that's why i like when relationships end whether they were long or short you guys had your moment yes you know whether yeah. it was a day whether it was two months whether it was a bunch of years you had that moment and it, no one can take that away yeah i always think of it as like dancing like you dance yeah. with someone for a brief amount of time then it's time to go dance with someone it's time else to go dance with someone yeah. yeah i kind of use a different analogy which is like it's, it's like uh people always say it's like love or relationships are a two-way street but i kind of feel like it's a one-way highway and yeah. you are a car and whoever you're with at that time is also a car okay and you're driving and you just happen to be driving at the exact same speed right and you're going but if you're just off by one mile per hour, eventually you're going to grow apart. Right. And, and, and maybe they have to get off and get gas and you keep driving. Then you got to get off and gas and maybe meet up again. Sure. But the, the, uh, the reality is, is we you're put just driving at that same speed right. and you're just lucky to do that. So it, enjoy our, it. Our society puts too much emphasis on forever. Right. And instead, and like forever seems arduous. Mm. Yes. But if you're like, you just be in the moment. And fix, like, be in this. Be yeah. in this and enjoy it as long as you can. Right. Because it yeah. might go away. Like that, uh, I don't know if you remember the bit I did last night about love. Love ending. And yeah. it's supposed to end. Yeah. I wrote that while I was in Edinburgh, Scotland, reading a shit ton of Bukowski. Yeah. And so that's those, that beautiful city, that fairy tale land, plus his negative, negatively optimistic writing yeah. had me write that. 
Yeah. And it was like my favorite thing on the on the new. And that's like so it's kind of scary to people too. that thought in a good way. It's scary. But at the end, they they usually laugh and clap and they go, I think he might be right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or even if he's not right, I I respect his spinoff on it or whatever. I think before I got married, I had a very, uh, you know, polished idea of what marriage was going to be, what life was going to be, what love was. And now after being divorced, it's mm-hmm. very different in the sense that I'm I'm a lot more open minded about what it even is. Just enjoy, like you said, yeah. that moment that you have it's now. It's supposed to come around sometimes. Yeah. It's happiness. Yeah. And it has to go away. Life has to suck sometimes. Yep. You have to get your heart broken, otherwise you're not gonna enjoy what love or happiness is. Yeah. Has my dog away. has to die one day. Yeah, even so even though yes, I have a whole romantic relationship, but all I keep thinking about is my dog. My cat's gotta go. One I never day. I know that's yeah. so, we ha- how many cats. Your cat do you does have? have to go. Jeez. Uh, hey. I'm just no, kidding. we My we cat Jessica, I love her and I know one day that that thing's gonna break my heart. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not all of our pets. I know that's me with Arrow. Uh, <sighs> I like well, how we ended this song. I know. <laughs> we'll leave you with this. We're gonna have to go home and pet our pets. Dude, you're an awesome dude. Yes, we love thank you. Thank you so much twice. for having Yes, oh thank you so much. I love your apartment. I know no one can see it, but it's it's very nice. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> Will you tell all the cat ladies where else they can find you if they don't know you yet? Oh all my social media is Zoltan Comedy. Uh, so Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Zoltan Comedy, my website. It's all Zoltan Comedy. So Good for you, you to get all that. Yeah, look at me. I didn't even take a marketing class. Uh. (laughs) Well, go check them out, guys, and thank you again so much. Thanks. This was fun. We're looking forward to see where you go next. Yes. Woo! All right. See you guys. Bye-bye. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was produced by me, your friendly camp counselor, Jeremy Stack. Hey campers, if you want to be the next camper of the week, email campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.